0: back to another episode of the CrossFit Harrow podcast episode number 83 and today we have Steph. Steph thank you very much for joining us. No worries. Um, the first question that always goes out on the podcast is why and what brought you to CrossFit Harrow?
1: So I knew Megan and Paul Yeah. Um, who you know they used yeah. to come here but now they live in Belgium. Um, I used to see on their Instagram all the time the workouts they were doing and I was super jealous and um, I, it was never convenient for me, to be honest, because I love training in the morning and I work in the city normally, but then pandemic changed all of that. Um, so I could never really get here and then get to work on time. Um, but then pandemic hit. I saw you were doing the one-to-one sessions outside, had, I can't remember how many sessions with keys, quite a lot. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: I loved it. Um got yeah. the bug. Yeah, got the bug. Um, and yeah, joined last July properly yeah, yeah, as yeah. a member.
0: That's uh, like in it's funny how like with the events that have happened it's like pushed you into to doing it otherwise maybe you would never really got the opportunity or or would have been somewhere in the city yeah exactly it. yeah so has, <laughs> has fitness always been uh part of your childhood part of your adulthood
1: uh yeah childhood absolutely um i i kind of moved away from fitness for a few years when i was around 15 and then i came back to it again when i came back London. Some people Um, have
0: probably gone 15, wow that's like but not yet, we haven't got to the why yet.
1: Yeah yeah I'll I'll tell you a bit about the journey, so um, when I was younger I used to swim a lot, Um, I was a competitive swimmer, I joined my local swimming club when I was about seven um, and was there until the age of 15, so at my peak level of training for swimming I was swimming Six sessions a week, wow. about ten hours over those six sessions. That's a lot. Yeah, a mix of um, evening, morning, and land training. So it was quite. It got quite intense. Um, the reason I kind of quit swimming was just. Um, just started going out a lot with my friends and things I ended up if I was training I'd be missing out on things that my friends were doing and you were also so. at that
0: age too like where you start like 15 you start to explore schools like you know getting a bit uh you find that there aren't you know for a female there's males and everything else and you <laughs> you, you you want to try a new thing like you know you're going out with your friends you wherever you get up to you go to Funfair, parks, whatever 15-year-olds do now,
1: I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Well, obviously 10 hours a week, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I used to literally, I'd have the whole day at school and then I'd just go home quickly eat dinner and I'd be at the pool for six and might be there till eight o'clock or, you know, be at the pool seven till nine. Like, it was yeah. a lot. And my mum as well, she was a coach, so she we might have to go a bit earlier. She'd coach her class and I'd kind of hang around till my session it was yeah it took up a lot of time. Yeah.
0: And I suppose you, it, a lot of a lot was done in, in that 8 year kind of spell, right? Yeah. Where a lot of people probably wouldn't have done that because the level that you were swimming would have done that over a longer duration because you're at that level.
1: Yeah, exactly. I can't remember when I started training that much like the 10 hours a week, but certainly around like definitely remember 13 to 15 kind of age yeah, it's a lot of range violence. it was like, intense you don't want to
0: feel like you're missing out on what your friends are like house parties and all those things at that age and like we're saying getting up to and stuff but yeah th- that's the fun part of that age group right like those kind of things and stuff like that yeah exactly it's
1: like the first part time in your life where you're allowed to go places on yeah, your own yeah, yeah. you start so. to become
0: a little bit of an adult in some way yeah um so w- with with the, the swimming do you think it like with doing that, it, just became too much, and you thought, "I'm, I'm kind of done with that now." Uh,
1: to be honest, I am um, not an injury, but I got quite ill around 14, so my appendix ru- ruptured. Oh, wow. So that set me back quite a lot. Um, it got to the point where I'd had about a month off school, that could and be it was quite
0: a painful, uh, quite a life-threatening, right?
1: Yeah, it it was really bad, um, especially because it went like a month of me having appendicitis, and it was not diagnosed so it got to the point where it did burst luckily they caught it quickly when that happened um but it meant i'd been out of school already for a month i'd lost so much weight because i wasn't able to keep food down obviously not swimming um so going back swimming after that was really tough it was like starting all over again almost Um, so I think from... The, I, I do wonder sometimes, like, if that hadn't have happened, would I have kept at it and um, for a bit longer? Have, you, have
0: um, you swam, like, have you gone back to swimming at all since...?
1: I did, actually, yeah. yeah. So at sixth form, um, I, I spoke about, obviously, coming away from fitness. Sixth form was probably the, the main time where I was starting to become very unhealthy, very lazy. And I think the reason I decided to go back swimming just to dip my toes in it again no pun intended Yeah, there actually say. wasn't a pun intended um the reason I went back to swimming I remember we'd just booked a girls trip to Malia um you know the first girls holiday when you're like 17 and that's I that's exactly
0: where I went on my first
1: really flight. I feel like everyone did yeah oh, I don't sure. know why it's such a shithole hole. <laughs> 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 Kids, but so. yeah um but that was the reason I wanted to go back to swimming because I was like I-, I was so out of shape so unfit from all the drinking you yeah. do at that age and going out parties and stuff and, and the um, late
0: nights as well like you, yeah not speaking from experience of going out at whatever time and not getting back till whatever time and then repeating that for a few days or if you're on holiday repeating that every day for seven days yeah it was knackering I don't know I look back and be like how the fuck did you do that
1: I know and especially at sixth form did you go to sixth form uh college yeah okay similar so yeah you're working really hard in the week because A levels were bloody hard and then I took the easier (laughs) yeah (laughs) I wish I did to be fair you still get UCAS points either way um but yeah and then in the evenings obviously doing coursework or studying for exams yeah. or whatever and then on the weekend you'd be going out with your mates and working a part-time job normally like it was such a busy that, lifety- yeah, yeah, yeah. lifestyle yeah so sleep and diet were not priorities back then and neither was exercise so th- yeah the reason I went back to swimming was to try and lose weight for a girl's holiday but I think I went back to swimming for about two months and thought I'd lose about four stone you know what it's like when you have no idea <laughs> uh, but
0: uh, but a lot of people do they think like I've you know i'm gonna exercise for a little while and it's just gonna like fall off yeah it doesn't work like that but no. you, you have to run that race and find out right
1: exactly yeah
0: um so went back to swimming mm. um and that was kind of your stepping stone to get you back to uh training
1: well Ish. i guess in my head i thought it would be but um yeah didn't didn't happen okay. i think when i got back from Mali, i joined a, just a commercial gym like a virgin active And was going. But do you know what was weird about that time? And I laugh about it now when I think back to it. Because I'd swam so much before that, I'd never really properly been to a gym and worked out outside of the water. So I wasn't used to sweating and what you look like when you were working out. (laughs) So I was quite self conscious. So I remember I always used to leave the gym the minute I started sweating.
0: Really? Yeah. Well, I suppose you would never, because you were always in the water, you wouldn't really you know, like, if you sweat or not in there. <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't know if that's where it stemmed from. I mean, it must play quite a part, but also just being self-conscious at that age yeah. and not really knowing what I was doing in the gym, so.
0: A lot of your training, as you said before, was in the pool, and then where you said land, it would have been like what outdoor, like, in terms of, like, some sort of interval-based, like, running or circuit-based. Yeah, you know, circuit. So, to, to take that transition at what set what how old are you when you done that to, when you when
1: uh first yeah 16 17 16, when 17, I first joined a the gym it's a, it's
0: a massive step mm. um and you're you know you're not to know in terms of like what you're supposed to do to some degree yeah but that's very interesting that when you found that you started to sweat that was your time time to go yeah I don't know why it could, well it could be a self, you know being self-conscious and that yeah
1: that's definitely the main reason but like I don't Yeah, I I was, I only ever remember feeling self-conscious in the gym, like I wasn't self-conscious about my appearance or any, yeah, or or in the water, it was just, yeah, being at the gym. Um,
0: so, what, 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 uh, after that experience, did that last long? Did you, did you get over that self-consciousness? Did you develop, like, did it become better? Um, did it worser?
1: I was kind of like that at uni as well so first I was so lazy at uni, this is the time that I was talking about where I just wasn't into fitness at all, it was uni yeah. so it was so bad that I didn't have a job at all outside of uni, um, considering how much free time I had, my course I think it was like 10 hours a week or something What did you study at uni? Marketing, marketing. Okay. Yeah, um, it was actually <laughs> marketing, design and communication, which makes it sound a lot more dossy and probably more realistic Um, so yeah 10 hours a week um first year and I didn't have a job or anything so any what I was doing outside of uni was going out eating chilling sleeping yeah and those yeah so um
0: it's very common though like everyone that we've had on around the university time yeah it seems to be a culture of
1: university yeah, that's it. I, I massively regret not getting back into swimming at uni because, yeah, I went to Nottingham Trent okay. and they, they yeah, were the quite city, a big sport. Yeah. Like, well, they had a lot of team sport and it was quite a big culture at uni, but I just never got into it. Got into it, yeah, no.
0: I, I think maybe, like thinking about it, that maybe it's because you go from like a little bit, well, being at home and then you move over to like almost being a, more independent. Mm. Um, and you kind of, like, no one's off, no one's there telling you you can't really do that or you shouldn't do that. Yeah. So you just go with it and because everyone else is doing it. Yeah. You just kind of follow that, that um, walk as th- as everyone else.
1: I think you're right, yeah. I didn't have a gym membership until second year of uni, which actually doesn't sound like that was that long. Um, but even then, it was getting to the gym, leaving when I started to sweat, not having a clue what I was doing, yeah. but also not having enough money to afford a PT. Yeah. And, and back then as well I think um, the big difference between then and now is obviously Instagram because now you can go on there and easily find a workout if you don't know what you're doing you can find somebody to watch doing stuff whether
0: it's a good thing or a bad thing is a different yeah it depends who you're watching yeah Yeah, absolutely. There, but back there then wasn't, there was I mean, none of that I don't... I mean, YouTube would have probably just been, like, around, right?
1: Yeah, I think... Uh, I can't remember when I found the 8-Minute Ab video, but uh, <laughs> that's really I mean, old, and YouTube that's on YouTube.
0: Not, not a, like, it's not very old. It's only in the last, like, I think, is it 20 years that it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. ...been, been big. It's yeah. Big.
1: It's, Since it got bought by Google, it's been yeah. massive, um, yeah. Because
0: Facebook's only around the same, like, 20, mm. 20 years. I, I, well, actually less, I think, because I remember Facebook when I was maybe... Yeah, 16, 17. That was like 15. Yeah, same. six, four, age, like yeah. 17. That's yeah. kind of when it started coming out. And that was, I think, the same time as YouTube. So there wasn't a lot of resources. Actually, a lot of people used to have like DVDs. I remember like Insanity used to be. Um, oh my quite, God, yes. Quite, I think it sold millions of records. And there was uh, yeah. uh, P90X. Did you ever hear, hear that one? No. Similar concept. Weird name. Yeah. Um, similar concept but they, they were kind of the resources that people would go to as opposed to the
1: internet and all was, the celeb ones as well when they yeah, used to yeah, do dvds yeah get uh, lose 10 stone in two weeks <laughs> that kind of thing
0: <laughs> i don't know how it gets sold, but it does
1: yeah um
0: so what the, the uni- university side what, what yeah. made you choose your degree why 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 marketing
1: uh i honestly when i left sixth form i had no clue what i wanted to do no clue. Um, and I ended up just picking a course just that shut was uh, a, yeah, <laughs> I just went for a course that was like an amalgamation of my three A levels. Okay. So I did media, IT and business. And I was like, what kind of mixes those three together? Cause I yeah. quite enjoyed all three subjects. So what mixes all them three together and will kind of not, uh, not pigeonhole me, yeah, yeah. you know, like is, is that the saying? I'm you know like, what I mean? Yeah. Like,
0: essentially not being direct in one one thing spot. yeah
1: exactly I wanted something broad and yeah. also something that would kind of help me decide what I wanted to do along the way yeah. rather than to be too courses, specific be
0: different routes right you could have gone down a hybrid of two you could have like yeah. there been options throughout the year
1: so yeah there were so many people like the range of things people have gone into from that course is yeah. crazy like such a mix.
0: And your job as software renewal manager? Yeah. Is that linked into your university degree? Do you use much of it? Uh no. Complete, no, no, no. Completely different. Uh
1: not completely different. I guess uh, cuz I did it was a business type degree at uni. Um but I kind of fell into tech in my uh Third year of uni because I did a placement course. Okay, so you do two years at uni, then a year in industry, and then you go back and do your final year, right? So my um, sandwich year was done at Xerox, and that's a tech company, the printer company. Okay, yeah, so I worked there, and um, I was in a kind of sales support marketing role, so that was like my first taste of a sales role, if you like. Um, and then after uni, I I just went straight into business development and then into tech sales from there. So, well, obviously, now post
0: pandemic tech mm. is huge. Yes. Right. You must it have been is. wiped off your feet with the amount of work that you had or have. Yeah,
1: it's been busy. I've been quite lucky in that I'm in a you know a, a safe a safe job and it's thriving really.
0: What um what are the biggest changes that you've seen like in the tech kind of side for do, are you in a different department in, in
1: terms of like... So my job is to renew contracts for the client and okay. make sure that they renew at the same value or upsell them at point of renewal, tie them in for a longer term, that so kind what of thing.
0: So what, 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 um, what would they be buying? Is it like the software for the systems that they use in the shops and things, is that that kind of stuff?
1: Yeah, so um, the product I work for, uh, the company I work for is Tableau. I don't know if you've heard of it, not... but it's a business analytics software okay. company. So um, we, our product provides data insights to organisations. So I work now with financial services companies like banks and investment management companies. Um that data
0: is so important to right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, But last year, I did work with a lot of SMB clients as well. And it was quite to answer your question about how's it, you know, how's tech changed? I guess I saw the biggest change last year working with those small to medium sized businesses, seeing how they were struggling with the pandemic. um, And we had to find ways to help them out. Because obviously, you want to be empathetic to what's happened with their situation. And they were relying really heavily on our product as well. But perhaps they couldn't afford it anymore or... Um, yeah, it, yeah,
0: it's, uh, tech has definitely, um, taken over, like, the, in, like, most performing industries, right? It's, there was, uh, yeah. I saw, I watched a video, it just popped up, There's like, I think some of the, th- some of the industries that successful entrepreneurs wish they got into sooner, or getting, if you are starting now, to yeah, get into, would be tech. Yeah. Purely because, obviously, everything's moving online. Yeah, right. I can believe that. Um, so, uh. With the you got finished uni and everything else, mm. and, and uh, where in you kind of got a little bit of passion back for fitness. Where yes. where did that take you?
1: Uh, so yeah, I was lazy all the way through uni. There wasn't any point where I was into fitness, even in my placement year. But after uni, I'd moved back to Coventry and I was living with my mum just you for a year. From? Rugby. Okay. But my parents, uh, well, my mom moved to Coventry okay. when I was um, in my third year of uni, I think. So it's not far. Um, but basically, all of my friends lived in rugby still. Um, and I find that area so boring. There's just not a lot going on, you know, midweek. I mean, you can go out for dinner and stuff like that, but there's not much to see. So my evenings would be at the gym at a spin class. All right. which was actually quite good in yeah, a way yeah. because it got me back into exercise at least yeah. um, at least I'd stop boozing and going out for food every night um, but yeah I used to love spin classes and uh, what was the other one I used to do body pump okay so body pump was my first kind of um, taste of getting into weights I suppose that
0: is in the, in that style gym there's a very those two classes are very very popular class, yeah especially for women yeah yeah um, I would imagine that people look at spin as like their cardio. That's kind of what they do. Yeah, that was all I did really in terms of cardio was
1: just, yeah, the spinning. I never used to go for walks or runs or anything. It was just that. Uh, What I loved about it, probably still being a bit self-conscious in the gym, was that I had somebody telling me what to do in body pump and with spinning, the lights would be off, so it was dark, you know, it didn't matter what the hell you looked like, you could just absolutely go for it. Do
0: do you think that, that, that being self-conscious affected you in some decisions you made towards fitness, or, or in your life? Uh,
1: maybe a bit, yeah, yeah, I suppose so, yeah. Like,
0: even, even joining certain gyms, because that's a massive thing, yeah, especially for, um, Women, I, I think, my opinion. Um, yeah. That there is always that self-consciousness of joining a gym or walking in for the first time. I mean, it happens yeah. for both male and females too. Yeah. Um, but I, I, just in my experience.
1: No, I'd completely agree with that. I think a lot of it came down to me not really knowing how to do stuff properly as well. So. Just
0: using, I guess sometimes it takes a a little bit more to like ask and for that support. If you know, it can also be intimidating asking for that help. Like I don't know what I'm doing.
1: Yeah. I just didn't find it a very welcoming environment, Mm. whether it was the kind of gym I was going to or
0: the the people that
1: work there, you know,
0: it has often been said um, Mm. that that some people do feel that way towards gyms. I suppose it happens anyway. And it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily matter whether you're male or female, but um, it it can, it it, it can happen. Yeah. Um, when you did get back into training, mm. how how important you was or has been kind of the nutrition and health side of things?
1: Uh, not very, to be honest. Okay. Um, yeah, I always just kind of worked out because of how it made me feel. Good. So um, you've
0: been doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. From the beginning. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So um, how I look off the back of training is kind of just a bonus you know it's not that sounded really big-headed no, but, but do you know what i mean it's just a byproduct yeah. of doing what i love but it's I think not more
0: people should have that attitude to yeah that because i do feel and i think well not i think we i know that we've done a podcast on this in the first range of 52 that genuinely people do go to the gym for the wrong reasons. yeah so the reason is um to either burn calories or mm. to try to, to look good but actually yeah both of those are a byproduct of what the aim should be yeah generally it's to feel better there might be the element within the crossfit world of to learn new skills etc but it should always be to be happy yeah your skin first
1: that's it and I feel like if you're just going to the gym to look a certain way well it can take quite a while to get to that place yeah. you're searching and there's for And body
0: shape changes along that too
1: yeah and it's not sustainable or I don't think it is so no. or it hasn't been for me it's yeah. Not for
0: any, it, I don't. Well, you know, there's going to be people that maybe listen or hear mm. this. Sorry, the same thing. Listen or watch this. Mm. Um, that it has worked for them, um, and this is where fitness is very opinionated, right? Yeah. Everyone's got their own version.
1: Exactly, based off of their own experiences based or what or what they've seen. But also, what happens when you get to that place that you're happy with? Like, what yeah, do you do then?
0: Steph, we could talk about this all day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Um, and I often find a lot of things that. You know, regardless what it is, whether it's through work or whether it's through even buying a, a house or buying a new car or whatever, it's the journey that you like. You prefer the journey. Yeah. You you enjoy the, the sacrifice. You you can, might complain about it along the way. Yeah. You enjoy the sacrifice. You enjoy the getting up early. You enjoy putting in the extra work. You enjoy the the, the discipline. Yes, you do enjoy that result at the end. Mm. But that is very short-lived because you then find something else. Yeah. You want to find something else. Exactly. Um,
1: so, yeah, I, I just, I'm not focused anymore on how I look. Obviously, I'll be able to tell if I've put on a bit of weight, of but normally I'll, I'll know why that is, and it's because I've been going out you, a lot more than normal. Do you more.
0: fine-tune your lifestyle like that? So, where you feel like you're socialising loads, you're eating out loads, mm. you know, going out, drinking more, do you, do you feel that right, I feel like I need to tone this down for a couple of weeks or or whatnot. Yeah, but it'll only
1: be because I feel shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not because, oh God, I've been out for four nights. I better, you know, I I better juice diet for four yeah, yeah. days I don't do that anyway but yeah it'll just be because I feel like a bag of shit yeah yeah it does
0: yeah. and it impacts your day day, right your work your work your wake up time your sleep time just so tired
1: mm. lethargic yeah it and it's it's not worth it anymore we were talking about that the other day yeah, weren't yeah. we how yeah, yeah. yeah
0: what have you what have you found that your biggest um your biggest like uh struggle has been with fitness what is there any like is, has it been consistency to training in the last do you think your biggest struggle has been or has there
1: been uh yeah i suppose when i b- before i joined crossfit when oh, i was yeah or even now yeah yeah no i was just oh, gonna say oh, <laughs> it wasn't a question <laughs> <laughs> No, before I joined CrossFit and when I was just going to the gym before work. Um, so I've done that since I moved to London in 2014. That was my routine. Go to the gym before work. I used to love that because it'd mean that so I missed rush hour. Yeah. And then if I had a shit day at work, at least I'd done something I loved first thing. Yes. Um, so yeah, I'd go to the gym for an hour and then go, go into work. But, um, I got in such a routine of just doing the same thing week in, week out. No kind of, um, i I never used to really up my weights i i i I did within since so sorry um yeah 2014 moved to london and i was doing that same routine until the pandemic last year so that was what six years yeah nearly six years to march 2020 yeah because that was when i stopped working in the city um i was probably lifting the same weights at march when i stopped doing that similar to 2014 oh. and now I'm like no wonder there was I mean I, I lost weight and my body did change here and there but like no wonder I was not feeling any stronger
0: what why Why do you think that was why do you think that maybe you didn't change you didn't increase you didn't was there a, you know was it a, did you change it in terms of like the the mo- movements or did you change like the style of training so sometimes you might have done a super was it kind of that style of training that you were doing like I think... Weight training, like supersets, like the whole drop sets, giant sets, all those things?
1: Uh, I was kind of... What was I even was doing? Like
0: three sets of 10s, two sets of 20s, or, you know, what...
1: So I guess I mixed up my approach. For a while, in the beginning, I was doing Kayla Itzines, you know, that program where it's like 28 minutes, no. four sets of seven. No. Uh, she's an Australian PT, okay. but she was one of, well, one of the first person, people I saw to do like the online programs.
0: No, maybe if I saw her face, maybe I'd recognise. Yeah, her you might do. Yeah, no. Um, so she done her her concept was for lots of seven minutes. Yeah. Without you, you would. As in four different workouts, four different style workouts within those? Uh, it
1: was two um, two different workouts. So you do it twice, each okay. one twice. Um, so we did that for a little bit. And then my main thing was the classes at the gym, to be honest. So I used to do a lot of HIT classes, uh, circuit training, training. Um, which, if you go to a good gym, they do mix it up yeah, week in, yeah. week out. But yeah. then some, it might just be the same thing yeah. every week.
0: It, that can happen. What would you say your biggest wins have been with fitness? Uh, I, I, I've got, I've, I think I've got one for you. But
1: Have you? Yeah. I was going to say joining CrossFit. Oh,
0: well, I wasn't going to say that, <laughs> but that, that's a
1: bonus. You can pay me after. <laughs> <laughs> no, genuinely, it was... Um, joining here yeah. and yeah getting into CrossFit for g- sure did
0: it give you like a different dimension of training you, Like in terms of how you feel did you, get, you feel you get more out of it more productive in terms of what you're learning what you're achieving etc
1: yeah exactly I just love the way that it forces you out of the, your comfort zone and there's always something new to learn like yeah. you'll never
0: master it yeah well they know what you can but then there's always something to refine yes um, I was going to say that I think your biggest win f- listening to what you were saying is yeah. doing it for the right reason. Yeah, that's good as well. And not being, and not being well. sidetracked with everything that goes on around, you know, the social element of it in terms of what you see on social media. Um,
1: yeah, true.
0: And what you've maybe seen in some of those gyms in yeah. the past. Because that would have been what you see on social media would, would have come to real life in that in those style gyms possibly too.
1: Yeah, no, that's a really good point. So I think that's a big win for you. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um And I think as well, you know, we were talking about before, why was I still lifting the same weights in 2020 that I was in 2014? I think actually thinking about it, it's probably because I never um, appreciated how good feeling strong can feel. So I was always fit um, throughout all of that, like easily run five to 10K or whatever. But um, I never, until coming here, I don't think I'd ever truly felt strong
0: that's, about, that's really good. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. How um how did the pandemic uh, affect you in terms of like you know you were going to work, going to the gym before work, yeah. That kind of routine and stuff.
1: How
0: did how did it affect you once it came into effect and you were like, oh, what happens now?
1: What with the it Within, ruining my routine? Yeah, your routine or even yeah. like
0: the whole concept of you know going to work. Obviously, life's very different now. Yeah. Training and stuff because there was a big stint where you couldn't um do it. Um, How did that affect you? Did it have any impact on your mental health? Did it have any impact on your physical health? Uh,
1: In the beginning, I was genuinely so scared about losing my fitness. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to have to really be motivated now. Because before it was kind of easy when it was just my daily routine of get up, go to the gym, then go to work. I was going most of the time just to avoid rush hour, like I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously just to have a sweat before work. But then all of a sudden I was going to have to just do it for me and do it because I wanted to do it. Mm. Um, especially with the gyms closing as well right at the beginning. Couldn't even go to a gym class. So, yeah, I did find that really hard. You very
0: dependent on, 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 on that. Well, obviously, yeah. most people are dependent on gyms. What I mean by that is you you would have... Because you were part of that group, let's say, doing mm. stuff at home would have been completely new to you and maybe yeah. not had the resources or the way to think about doing it at home. Yeah,
1: Perhaps. exactly. And I, I, like, I had, if I could just not work out one day or if I didn't fancy it, it was so easy. So yeah, not, to not anymore. To not.
0: Did you do much at home in that period? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah I did. I got done. I bought a few things like a kettlebell before everywhere sold out of everything. Just it went mad. Uh, yeah, it did. it? Was demand, it? it was nuts. Um, it's mad actually to think back to that time. Um, yeah, I had a kettlebell, a mat. I think that was it. Yeah, a kettlebell and a mat, it's a but it's all you need sometimes. Yeah,
0: sometimes it can be very overcomplicated. Yeah, just a couple
1: of things is what you need. That's it. Um, so yeah, I did a few weeks of me just doing like hit workouts on my own, and then trainers started to do live classes and stuff via Instagram. Whereas
0: everyone worked out the tech side of it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so there's this um couple that I follow on Instagram that were doing live workouts, okay. and you'd pay like four pound a class, and it was on YouTube. That was quite good. They're into CrossFit, so a lot they were like CrossFit style metcons oh, right. okay. and what, things.
0: What do they that well known?
1: Uh, I think they've got like a hundred thousand followers. It's Courtney Pruce and I think the guy's called Tom, someone. No idea. They uh, they go to Wit in London. That no, kind okay. of okay. Yeah. Um, good, good concept, good idea Yeah, really good I, I loved the workouts as well They were amazing yeah. Um, That kind of kept me going Gave me a bit of routine and back Are
0: you using that kettlebell and that, and that mat that you bought Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, I think what happened as well was it, it, You know, for a lot of businesses And a lot of gyms It reshaped how they were delivering And everything else I think yeah. the, when it first happened Everyone was so dependent Like I said before On a barbell or on the in, in a gym Yeah Not realising that, you know in that time you can still achieve fitness it just has to be done in a slightly different way with less stuff available yeah exactly Um, so definitely got everyone outside their comfort zone yes
1: Um, oh yeah I got into running as well which I I have ran bits and pieces in the past but I um I really wanted to do like a a 10k under an hour which I know isn't even that quick when you think about it now but um I, I did. That, I did manage. I did manage to do it. Yeah, yeah, I think my last time was like 56 or something. But um, that was a good goal to have. Yeah, absolutely. To and that you put, try and get that quicker was your goal and quicker
0: throughout that whole that lockdown. Yeah. Well, not throughout the whole thing, but so yeah. you, you said obviously you'd done a little bit of runs in between. Yeah. Right. How long? When did you test that 10k? When did you like? Uh, how long after you set that did you test that?
1: Uh, so it was April when I did my first one. Uh, just to kind of get oh, right.
0: I was going to say you didn't set it in March and do it by April no yeah. no 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 no. it
1: was in yeah. I decided that was what I wanted to do so I was building up to 10k okay. then I ran my first 10k just to see what my time would be it was like one hour five or something okay. and then um, yeah just from then I was doing one a week I found a nice route that I like running um, and I did that once a weekend
0: for how long? as in how, how many weeks? Uh, until you retested that 10k?
1: Uh, well, I did 10k every week. I don't know. You um, ran 10k every week. Every week, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Not
0: that. I sorry, that came out really bad. As if it was okay. good or bad. It just I, I, I understood that you had set that goal of 10k retest it and you were doing running in between but not realizing that you were testing 10k every week
1: no i was um trying to get below an hour yeah. that was that was the goal yeah and then i kept going and just to see how much so how long I could did that
0: go. take you till you got from that 105 to under the hour yeah how long did that take you
1: oh that was a few 10ks i think it was like five 10ks all right
0: so in a period of like five weeks yeah you, that's pretty good it gave you a lot of focus yeah
1: yeah but I think it didn't take that long really because I wasn't a proper runner before. So it was like that first ten K was like a proper beginner doing it. Do you know what I mean?
0: But that feeling after achieving that mm. must have been pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then open a bottle of wine and celebrate. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Do you know what? I get so tired after I've ran ten K. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah, it
0: takes moving for fifty to fifty to sixty minutes, if not longer
1: yeah it's mad i remember the first one i did and it was like getting warm outside and i got home had a hot bath got out of the hot Sleep. bath and fainted because <laughs> it i didn't appreciate how much yeah yeah, yeah. i'd well, come out so of my body like, Especially with the hot bath. Though. yeah absolute error yeah, yeah. you don't can tell i'm a proper beginner don't do that again <laughs> yeah um, so
0: any plans to run longer distances
1: uh i'd like to do a half marathon yeah um, Are you gonna
0: set that goal and then run a half marathon every, every week? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so half marathon cards. Right?
1: I'd I'd like to. Yeah. Um. My boyfriend, well, partner, he's uh, entered a half marathon next year. And you're
0: ready well to
1: triathlon. S- he's going to swap it to a half marathon. So I might do that one with him. The oh, half right, nice. and will yeah. that
0: mean that you're going to go out and test those bigger runs and?
1: Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Bit of direction and goals. And- yeah,
1: exactly. But I just need to fit it into CrossFit because. I don't want to lose yeah strength or too. yeah.
0: I think I, I've always said this. I think one long slow piece aerobic, mm. whether that is a run, whether that is a ski, a row, a bike, whatever that might be, I, yeah. I think is very appropriate for people to do outside in their own training. Yeah, to help build that baseline of like conditioning because mm. it, it will make you aerobically aerobically fit Yeah, just a low heart rate and just continuously move because what a lot of us, I think may struggle with is Mm. moving for that time. Like it is very demanding.
1: Yeah, I know that's like twice plus of a 10K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if I was fainting after 10K, what am I gonna be like after a half marathon?
0: is it any specific half marathon, or are you just going to go and run the distance, or are you actually Hackney
1: Half hackney is half. the one that um, Greg has entered, okay. so yeah, I might do the same one.
0: And how? What? what when are you do What? When next year?
1: I think it's uh, May. Okay. May June time. So yeah. About
0: nine months away. Yeah. Three. Okay, so a good time frame. Yeah. What? What? Um. What have your kind of uh, along the way you, with with training you've you picked up? Injuries and, and, and stuff. Yeah, we're going to talk about now in, in in the back injury. Oh yeah. What what? How have you? Um, how has that affected? Or let get if we share the extent of the injury first.
1: Yeah, sure. So, so how did it come about? It, so it was kind of there for a year or a bit longer than a year. Okay. Um, to be honest, I can't remember remember when I first got a niggle. Maybe it was twenty eighteen. Okay. Winter. Um. God, that's two years. Yeah, that sounds about right, though. Um, so I was just doing weights in the gym. It was in one of the HIT classes, but we had a barbell—not not a proper barbell, but like I one of the—is it, the, it Les Mills? Yeah, yeah, one yeah, of those. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was doing squats, and just all of a sudden, I felt this twinge, and I was like, "Oh, that's not good." But I could carry on, so I did. Okay. I think that was the first problem. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I had really bad sciatica. And I'd never had that feeling before, so I was like, "This is not right." So bad. Yeah, I've had it too. It just makes really—it just makes you feel so weak. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tingling in the feet and. Yeah, Um, and I remember my friend that I work with. She was in the gym as well that morning, and I was after that workout. I was putting my socks on, and she could see that I was really struggling. And she was like, "You're not all right, are you?" and i literally just looked at her and i wanted to cry like it was that bad you know when you just know something you've done something really dodgy um anyway she had had back issues a few weeks before and she was like look go to this physio they'll sort you out blah 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 luckily i had private health uh, managed to get seen really quickly um but the physio i think i can't remember what he said it was at the time but he didn't think it was a slip disc um it got better, I did exercises.
0: So you were rehabbing that, that was- Yeah. You were only doing that at the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but it didn't keep me out of the gym for too long. Like I was kind of working around it in the gym. Okay. Um, and then I had another kind of- Flare um, Yeah, flare up around the summer. Went to a different physio this time. They said a similar thing. Doesn't sound like a slip disc. Like do these exercises, blah blah blah. Um, and then the worst one was December uh, last year. So I'd been at CrossFit for six months then, and weirdly, I- I'd had. I could feel that my back mm. wasn't a hundred percent, but I could work around it, so that was it fine. Was pain. Yeah, and also I think I've got quite a a high. Pain threshold as well, so I don't know if that was affecting how I interpreted the pain.
0: Yeah, see, the thing is, we we are able to, like, whoever it could be as individuals, not necessarily as a company, yeah, Um, but we can all manage uh, injuries. Mm. Um, uh, But it just depends again on that individual of the tolerance of how much pain, or if you ignore it, or actually get it treated straight away. Some people, as soon as they have that first sign, go straight away something yeah. that pain threshold is a little bit higher
1: yeah that's it which so, sounds like you yeah exactly um, and I think just the fact that it wasn't stopping me going to the yeah. gym was enough for me
0: see and that's another topic of conversation because a lot of people won't go and get help mm. or get fixed yeah or try to improve in terms of like postural muscles and whatever until they get hurt yeah uh, and I've been having the conversation recently and because it happened to me too mm. um, we generally don't we generally don't think about how to fix ourselves until we get hurt. Yeah. And uh, and a, and injury prevention isn't taught as much as it should be. Mm. So like the exercises that you were doing. Yeah. With the physio gave you. Yeah. That should in some this is me like thinking way ahead, but that should almost be like some sort of prerequisite, getting into fitness as a as a kid because obviously Mm. we 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 get imbalances like even how we may be sitting we're sitting into one hip We're, we're leaning into one side
1: yeah
0: and if you just let's say add weight training into that mm. that's going to cause greater imbalances yeah um but we don't do um, anything about it until it says no you can't do it like that signal hits us and go no stop
1: exactly it really, it's really
0: painful yeah that bit so, in between all those signs
1: yeah all those signs i didn't pay anywhere near as yeah. much attention to as i should have and also the physios set the physio sessions i was having never once did anyone say you know this is why this has happened to you as in like you've got tight hips your glutes aren't strong enough they were just telling me what exercise i should be doing they weren't saying it's because you've got weak glutes
0: it's easier to do yeah see the thing the hard thing with the industry where it's kind of not there's errors in the industry is that the industry doesn't teach you the benefits of that Mm. and it doesn't necessarily give you a physical or aesthetic um for an increase in performance mm. so by doing exercises to improve the lack of mobility in your hip or improve a muscle that's really really tight yeah you're not going to get fitter yeah so people don't don't do it
1: yeah and also the exercises are so boring they are. <laughs> they are that was why i i think i i should have carried them on you've got
0: to play louder music to make it even, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but 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 you know, that's why people don't do it because it is it, mm. those that stuff is boring and i guess yeah. where we look at like elite regardless of whatever sport it is mm. whether it's football crossfit basketball whatever those at the at the very top and i'm not i understand that not everyone wants to go there but that mm. would be a massive indicator as to why people go that far and people don't
1: Because they're doing all those um, bits on the side. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what happened to me in December was like a massive wake up call. Yeah. Because weirdly, it was, um, I was doing double unders of all things. And I remember just, I I had to stop the class. Yeah. Um, And it was so bad. Like, I remember pretty much limping home that day
0: i know the exact thing exactly happened to me just did you slip a, a disc as well no i just bent over to, to, to pick at the bar i didn't even touch the bar yeah and i got stuck in that same position it's horrible isn't yeah, it yeah. but it goes through um you know imbalances that you pick up and we just we don't do anything until it stops us from, from doing it
1: yeah i was yeah i was out obviously i had to suspend my membership then um and I was working from a horizontal position yeah, yeah. for like three weeks, and from the sofa I was working until uh, January actually. Really? Because it was that bad. Like I had to. I couldn't sit on a chair because it was just aggravating. It's that nerve pain, isn't and, and it? It's is horrible. It the
0: day diagnosed as a slipped disc. Is that what? Uh, herniated Her- disc.
1: Herniated. Yeah, yeah. I actually had an MRI this time um because I I asked for it I was like I need to know exactly what this is and where where it is as well because that's quite a big thing in that region isn't it if you know which disc it is you know which muscles uh, are the problem so now I know yeah I still know I'm not doing the exercises as often as I should be and I'm starting to see that now in the training um like doing squats and stuff my legs you know like my knees come in and that is down to my glutes again. So now that you're so aware, I know I be. you have to do it. Maybe saying this now on the podcast, I'm ho- yeah, I've got account- to hold myself accountable. Now you are accountable <laughs> because you want yeah. To this. yeah. Um but hear
0: Yeah. But, but it, you know, the, the good thing is that you are aware of those positions. So yes. you're aware that something's not right. There's no pain, mm. but you are aware that these things are happening. Yeah. How to do that is now to address that yeah. um, by doing that homework, let's say, mm. at, at home and making sure that you you do those exercises exactly to, to help yeah um which is it, it, it's i don't know why we live in that world where we stop when only when we get hurt i know we just kind of just keep going because then you get hurt again yeah like i have and we just end up putting a plaster on it and when every time we rip that plaster off it just i know affects us more yeah, yeah. It, hurts, it hurts a lot more so at the moment, injury-free. Yes. Um, I'm going yeah. to start doing those exercises from after this podcast. Yeah, I when I get home. camera. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what, what's the plan for you, You know, whether it be in your personal life or fitness or career? that you're what, Where are you going with everything in the next like two, six, few months, six months?
1: Uh, I've got some things that I want to nail in okay. CrossFit specifically. Yeah. I nice. really want to be able to do toes to bar and a okay. pull-up. I've never done a pull-up in my life. Okay. So yeah we've got to get you there yeah yeah we'll get me there um career wise I I still feel like I don't know what I want to be um probably should at the age of 30 but um I I just want to at the moment I'm just focusing on being as high as I can in my role yeah exactly I
0: guess it's hard to really you know figure out it is a hard decision to make like that's what you want to be that's what you want to do
1: yeah I wonder if I'll ever know I might not but I'm happy doing what I'm doing at the moment Um, and yeah I'm just enjoying climbing that ladder for for now I
0: I think whatever your passion is Mm. and not you personally I think yeah yeah whatever people's passion is that's what their career should be yeah I agreed
1: yeah
0: so whatever you find that passion to be
1: shall I come work here (laughs) Job vacancy
0: opens up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, very interesting. Um, so and you're you're getting married. Uh,
1: engaged. engaged. Yeah, yeah. We don't have wedding plans yet. Fine. But yeah, on long engagement, I think.
0: So next year you've got the half marathon. You've got yeah, yeah. Arms, double unders and that on the, on the marriage too. Yeah, Two.
1: I forgot actually as well. Um, I, I entered the marathon. You know the ballot. Oh, did you? Yeah. Did you get but a place? I enter that every year and don't don't get it don't get anywhere so we'll see what happens so it might not be a half it might actually be, be a full marathon. the marathon Yeah, wow, that's a lot of running I'll keep you posted yeah I do. that's
0: do that's, that's, uh, I, I know a few yeah. people that have, have ran full marathon and it is um, it's a big change yeah. to training it's a big change to training
1: it's taxing
0: yeah very um, and just accumulating those miles each week um, just have to be sensible with it that's all. you have to enjoy it but definitely be sensible with it
1: yeah for me I just love the look of the day the atmosphere
0: yeah i mean i can never imagine myself running a marathon um but the, the atmosphere, yeah I would imagine. i've never been to i've never seen it i've never got have that. you not no, been?
1: been it's a really good day yeah, i've
0: heard. yeah, yeah. I've, I've
1: been on the sideline with drinks <laughs> might be a bit different when i'm actually <laughs> running the race yeah yeah
0: absolutely um okay stephan unfortunately we've run out of time today okay um, cool. but thank you so much for sharing your your uh, your story no um, worries thank you and guys and girls will be back next week